1: VR training platforms, like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International, are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients.
2: As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop.
1: Learn more at meta.com/slash metaverse impact. To get the Crime Writers on After Show right now, go to patreon.com/slash partners in crime media. I'm Rebecca
3: Lavoy, and this is Crime Writers On. Crime Writers On is the original true crime review podcast that digs into true crime, pop culture, other podcasts. And on this episode, a songwriter visits Appalachian churches to discover something long hidden from the world. It's the undocumented music used in the religious services of snake handling preachers. We'll discuss Alabama Astronaut. Joining me to get that done and more is true crime author, TV journalist, and host of These Are Their Stories podcast, my husband and love of my life, Kevin Flynn. Hi, Kevin.
4: Hola, Rebecca.
3: Also with us is private investigator, certified pet detective, resident cat lady, and author of the Piper Green series of cozy mysteries, Laura Bricker. Hi, Laura. Hey, Rebecca. And finally, our resident doubting Thomas. The author of the City Trilogy of Novels, host of the Stranger Rivals podcast, and our Patreon Deep Dive Book Club podcast, Toby Ball. Hey, Toby.
2: Hello, Rebecca.
3: All right. So, Kevin, this is obviously Thursday's podcast.
4: It is, obviously.
3: What is coming up on Monday's show?
4: On Monday, we're going to be talking about the podcast, The Emerald Triangle. What's that about? It's the latest season of Crooked City. Remember, we did Youngstown, Ohio. Uh, This is uh, a look at... You remember we did, uh, what was the Sasquatch one? It was up in the mountains oh, there in yeah. California, oh, oh, yeah, the yeah. Emerald Triangle. Yeah, yeah. yeah, this is about a murder that takes place in the Emerald Humboldt Triangle. County? I don't, I, I don't,
3: I
2: don't we know. We did Murder Mountain about that. Murder same Mountain. Area.
4: Murder yeah. Mountain. Yeah. Yes. Sasquatch was probably not the best example Oh my God, something. that thing on
3: Hulu <laughs> that we were so psyched about. Ugh, and then it was just so like. So disappointing. I know. Ugh.
5: Started strong, though. Started really strong. Okay, it's 10 episodes. That's good to know. I'm going to study that now.
3: Yeah. Speaking of started strong, remind me to tell you guys later, not on this podcast, but later, about a series of mysterious Facebook messages I received from the former teenage son of a former neighbor of ours, okay? (gasps) They started strong, and then they got super weird. Did they not, Kevin They did. They did. We'll talk about it on Patreon. Maybe our listeners can hear about it there. Ooh.
4: (laughs) By the way, we are recording a little later in the evening because Toby had an indoor soccer game.
2: But we didn't even ask no. how it went. Yeah, and that's fine to leave it that way. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know how the Senior Frogs are doing. The Senior Frogs had a tough run today. Uh. Uh, but, uh, you know, we put in a good effort. But Hey,
5: you're in one piece. Yeah, yeah. That's what matters. I was going to say, yeah. you're, not, you're not bleeding, Toby. So I think that's a win yeah. from the last um, yeah. time we saw you after soccer. Yeah. Anytime
4: Toby comes back in one piece, it's a victory. Yes. yes. Yeah.
5: When he had to stitch things in his head. Alive at five.
2: Alive at five. Alive at five.
5: Actually, I think I still see the scar from Yeah, the stitches I got, I've from still your got a last yeah. decent
2: scar. Yeah, Toby,
5: you look kind of badass with that like, soccer scar.
2: Uh, well, I looked badass before, and I look even more so now. <laughs> uh, I think okay. we could all agree about that. Yeah. Um, uh. <laughs> we we don't need to discuss this any further. You look like a caricature of yourself. <laughs> yeah, a caricature. Exactly. He's like
5: a caricature of Toby Ball. <laughs> he's so
3: unassuming. He's like he's like I don't want to talk about my star athletic career when I have one loss. Yes. I don't want to do that. I scored twenty goals last week. I've Can we got talk about more that than instead? one
2: loss.
5: <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We love you despite the L, Toby. We really do.
2: You know? Yeah, it's it's tough being a senior frog. Back
5: on Tobes, it's okay, Tobes. I put myself out last week as a middle aged riding lady, and uh, I had like eighty year olds telling me like you're nothing. Psst. Wait till you're eighty. Yeah. yeah. Well. Yeah. Why? Because you took the winter off.
3: I read your yeah. article, by the way. Oh, did you <laughs> baby taking the winter off?
5: You're a,
4: you're a disappointment to the Chronicle of the Horse.
5: <laughs> I know I, I don't have any guts. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to like watch reality TV this winter. I don't need to wear my breeches. I can watch Below Deck. <laughs> <laughs> Great British Bacon show. Horse version.
4: If I need to practice posting, I can do it on the arm of my
5: couch. I
3: don't know if you know this, but Storage Wars has its own version of the Twins from (laughs) Angie's Roadshow, except they're real discount this time of year.
2: (laughs) What are we
4: talking about? Yeah, I just kind of...
3: Reality TV! What Laura's going to be doing instead of riding her horses in the
5: winter. I'm watching horse reality TV, though, which is a show about...
4: There's no such thing, is there? No,
5: there is. It's called the Great Lemieux Horse Riding Academy, and it's ridiculous. Are people nuts? Because horse people are nuts. No, they're nuts. It, it's is nuts. this on and ESPN 8? In, no, it's the on Ocho? Special Horse Channel. It's a horse show. There's, and a, there's, horse so like, there's a horse channel? channel? <laughs> it's a horse channel. And they're under this big tent, just like the British baking show, and they're like... And here are our five amateurs. And how are they going to do this <laughs> year on the All-Star Riding Academy? And I'm like, they're doing better than you me. You know what I want? Is, this like, is it winter. like celebrity
3: dancing except like amateur horsing? Is, that, is it like that?
5: Yeah, but there's no celebrity. There's celebrity horse people that come in, but the people that are riding are the amateurs. I yeah. love it. And then they rip them apart. <laughs> I love I enjoy it. enjoy You know that like instead of dancing
3: with the stars yeah. in England, they have like an ice skating with they the do. stars. They do. Yes. They
4: tried that on Fox. It's <laughs> fucking amazing. I think Louie Anderson was on that. I don't it's, know. It's yeah.
3: amazing. We were actually in England in 2020 and that was on. And I was like, wait a minute. They just get actors who've like never ice skated before to like be in a pairs ice dancing <laughs> competition. And they're like being thrown around and like falling. I'm like, that is amazing yeah i may i wonder yeah. if carol Baskin would have signed up to do that
4: i don't know carol what do you think <laughs> i need to Let go see know. carol soon
3: <laughs> yeah field trip to see carol we gotta put that in the books now that uh, actually it's on my 2023 plan mm-hmm. hey i think we can expense that if we go together all right
4: i just gotta know laura do you think by 2025 you have made more appearances on investigation discovery or on this fucking horse
1: channel <laughs>
5: Well, I mean, I am planning. My friend Ann and I, we we have a series of events planned for ourselves. Next up, we're going to ride Icelandic ponies. All right, they're too small. No, but they go when they ride. They have like, and then after that, we're going to do our fox hunting. All right, but not with real foxes, right? No, with they drag the hunt. And then we're thinking of going if we like the like initial Icelandic ponies experience, we might go to Iceland and ride the ponies. All right. Well, we have a, a, a really interesting <laughs> podcast to talk about, and I think we should get
3: to it. All right, let's do it. I think we should drop that first clip apropos of nothing right now. Leading off.
1: You're one of the very few people in the world I rant to, you know, even before we started this podcast, I'd call you and, we'd, I, you know, we just talked for an hour. You know, and I've only got
5: like a handful of guys that even are willing to listen.
3: Ex-preacher and musician Abe Partridge went on a journey to discover songs never recorded but passed down for generations in Appalachia. He discovered the largest repository of undocumented music were in Pentecostal churches, where preachers employed the controversial practice of handling snakes.
2: Though I may disagree with these things here and there, I feel like they're faithful, and there's an honesty, and they're faithful to the point that I don't know that I would be faithful to that point.
3: But once getting over the customs of their unconventional worship, Partridge discovered a true appreciation for the people, their beliefs, and their music. He'd eventually convince a snake-handling preacher, musician, and his wife to record the songs of their faith.
2: I saw music performed in the most pure form that I've ever seen it. A community. It was like a communal music. It was music with all the shenanigans just bowled away.
3: In the podcast, Alabama astronaut host Farrell Gibbs relays Partridge's Odyssey through an often ridiculed subculture and his hunt for the folk art long hidden. It focuses less on the spectacle of handling snakes and drinking poison and more on how it informs their little-known musical expressions. Spoiler alert, we are going to be talking about plot points from Alabama Astronaut, so if you want to remain spoiler-free, go to the estimated time code in our show notes for our thumbs-up or thumbs-down reviews. Okay, a couple things I want to talk about right up front. Formatics on this show are pretty disorienting up front, right, Kevin? Because first we have this forward episode mm-hmm. which is basically just feral giving a monologue telling us what we're about to hear in this very like southern gothic kind of way episode two we get dropped in with this mystery uh yardley smith lady narrator <laughs> who sort of sets up scenes and chapters for us uh, but this is very much like a series of scenes and phone calls and tape and chapters i've never quite heard formatics like this in a podcast before what did you think about it
4: well, just I'll admit, I mean right up front, the music, it's not my cup of tea, but that can't be a consideration on whether this podcast is put together well or not. I think the first half of the series is kind of slow for me, and I found that it was a little hard to kind of follow what was going on. There were very long stretches of conversation that sometimes repeated itself, didn't seem to be going in a uh I think they could have like with undetermined. Last week, that they could have been a little more savage with the editing to tighten this up and increase understanding. But I'll say, but once you get towards the end, and I think I don't think this is by accident, when they can record the music at a higher quality and you can really hear the music, and it's not just this distorted wail that they're recording from the back of a church or a tent. I so say, like this really kind of picks up this. This has some better production value. And it's a little more interesting.
1: I'll speak in tongues, heal the sick, and cast the devil out. I'll take up serpent strengthen boys,
3: and dance and sing. And I will say, you can purchase the album of the Coots Duo and the digital download from the Alabama Astronaut website. I did that. I would recommend it highly. The music may not be your cup of tea, but it is fucking awesome. Um, and that is a side note of the podcast. Um, Laura Bricker, what did you think of the formatics? Because I found them the first couple episodes of this. A little bit disorienting at first, but I also thought, transparently, it's incredibly fucking cool to hear something I've never heard before presented in the way that it's presented. What did you think?
5: Yeah, absolutely. So I, like the first episode, I'm going to admit, I was like, this is slow. What the hell has Toby got us listening to? I was like, I don't know what's happening. It's kind of meandering. I was like, they need different editing. It needs to be a little tighter. They need to have more signposting all the preachers are blending together. But as it went on, despite that, I was like, this is super unique. It's really different than anything we've listened to. I can think of friends of mine that are musicians that would love this because of this super unique window into this music that is only passed down orally. And if not for going and recording it, some of these songs might never be recorded past this generation or whatever generation their churches actually get through because it, you know, seems a lot of these churches are getting smaller, but formatically I did have a hard time with it because so much of it sounded so similar to me that there were times that I was like, okay, I'm listening to this in a different way because the voices all sound the same. Some of the stories And their experiences are very similar. So I kind of would just like, I'm just going to let this wash over me right now. Like the music and the people talking, because there were times I couldn't really differentiate between who was saying what or who was doing what. But it was still kind of interesting, if that makes sense. Okay. Now that we
3: have that out of the way, we have one person on the panel. I mean, there are parts of this podcast that I'm going to admit I found incredibly exciting. And I've been talking about this podcast with a lot of people since I started listening to it. There is one person on this panel who finds this podcast thrilling, according to his notes. (laughs) So I would like to hand this bit of the conversation over to Toby for a little bit. Let's talk about your thrill at the sense of discovery and what you hear here, because that's the most interesting note you sent. You said you feel thrilled at the sense of discovery that you hear when you listen to this podcast. What do you mean by that?
2: So what I felt like... I discovered this through Lauren Passel, like had a, had a list of her, you know, top 10 podcasts from 2022 and um, it just sounded super interesting. So, so I put it on, I didn't really know much about it. And the first episode is sort of like a kind of a statement of intent, sort of giving a little background on what they're going to be doing, a little historical background on, on previous efforts. He talks about the, uh,
0: the Lomaxes, Alan
2: Lomax and, and and the things he did, which I, which I was pretty familiar with. And then so after that, it just kind of feels like, like you've got a buddy who's on a quest and you're getting these sort of dispatches about how it's going. So some of the things that you guys were kind of brought up about how, you know, there's some repetitiveness. There's not a whole lot of signposting, things like that. I found that to be in this case, like I certainly would not advocate that for it in, in a lot of podcasts. But in this case, I just thought it was like each episode, it was like, oh, man, what has happened now that we're going to learn about? And I just found Farrell and Abe, I think they have a very good chemistry in the way they talk about things. Abe, in particular, I feel is like this really interesting storyteller. He's meeting these people, he's doing research and stuff, but then the way he kind of relates this information... Just feels like something almost from a different era. And and part of it I think is the people who he's looking at. I mean, they're they're still worshiping sort of the same way they did 20, 30, 40 years ago. And so he tells these stories about like uh and I can't remember which one it was, which preacher it was, whether it's Glenn Summerford, maybe, uh, who built the small church on the hill and then painted all these paintings that he put up. Oh, that's and Jimmy. That's Jimmy. that okay. And then they you know people come up the hill to go to this this thing, and it just feels like kind of you need of like, to
3: look at his art online if you have it it's, it's wild fucking extraordinary, yeah, yeah
2: and and so it's just it just felt like it's just such an interesting subculture that he is able to kind of bring out, and it's not just in this like sort of organized thing where they got all their information together, sat down, we're like, okay, we're gonna do ten episodes, we'll do this, 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 and this. it's more like. You know, I went and I saw this guy, and this is what happened, and then something else happens, and it's not it's not super linear, but you're just kind of following the process that particularly Abe goes through, and then Farrell's kind of the guy who sort of represents the listener and is like having these conversations with him and is sort of assembling the story. So that that was kind of what I I found every time I push plan a new episode, it's like waiting for something cool to happen and and i just found all this stuff super super interesting what you hear is a serpent handling preacher dragging my friend around a serpent handling church to show the congregation how this artist from alabama was not free was earthbound unable to transcend but before it was over my friend would make believers out of all of us
3: Okay, so I'm going to ask you, I'm going to push back on one thing. Okay. I liked about it exactly the things you liked about it, but I don't think Farrell trusted me as a listener to understand and get all these things. So Farrell would like either pretend to not understand or ask clarifying questions as if I don't under, it didn't understand or play repetitious tape of conversations with Abe that where they literally said the same thing over and over again to drive points home as if I didn't understand. And I did. I got it. There were things that were said again and again and again. Abe, you know, again and again and again, we heard stories about how, you know, he rediscovered his own faith. And these people were not you know, charlatans, and these people were real Christians, and he was the only one who wasn't exploiting them, and he really, you know, we kept hearing the same, and it was like, and Farrell would ask him the same questions again and again and again, but the parts that were new were always new. They were just filled in between with things that we kept hearing, and the parts that were new and exciting We're just buffered by like sometimes 20 minute stretches of like a phone phone tape that was so similar to phone tape we had already heard. That was the barrier. I was like other people who aren't hearing the incredibly exciting things I'm hearing won't have the tolerance to sit through a conversation that sounds exactly like the conversation we heard in the previous episode.
2: I thought they were all kind of interesting. I mean, there's definitely thematics that come through again and again and again. Like I would push back on you and like, I don't know if Abe is really coming through and saying, I'm the only one who's not exploiting these people. I mean, I think he does give examples of exploitation and then just sort of inconsiderate behavior on the part of this national geographic photographer and, and, I mean, one of the interesting things, right, is that because he was a fundamentalist Baptist preacher.
3: Fascinating.
2: And he went to Bible college. He knows the vernacular, right? He can talk to these people who are just so ensconced in their religion in a way that these other people really can't, right? These journalists. And and that's not, I mean, I couldn't, but he's just got this years and years and years of study and practice in something that's very closely adjacent to what they're doing so that he can relate in ways that other people can't. And I think that's part of what makes it interesting is to get his take on all this and kind of see his journey a little bit as he kind of moves on and it gets to know people better and it kind of changes his view a little bit.
3: Hmm. So, Kevin, uh, you describe this as a Russian nesting doll of a podcast, with a section within a section, and a host within a host, right?
4: Well, I mean, just as far as the hosting duties go, that's
3: right. And we have a little something inside our podcast that we need to do. It's like a little Russian nesting doll section. Oh, are you
4: setting me up for a business session I'm transition? I'm okay. trying.
3: For God's sakes, you're not taking the clue, but it is time. It's like that time. Well, you
4: know, like when you're a team, like you should like huddle up first oh, and
3: discuss. Let's do like the, the Alabama astronaut. When we last left Kevin,
5: he was sitting here listening to Rebecca and Kevin argue about Alabama Astronaut. And this is not a podcast about Kevin listening to Alabama Astronaut. (laughs) This is a podcast about Kevin
4: finding his voice.
5: That's
3: right. This is a podcast about Kevin talking about what's on our Patreon.
4: Yes. (laughs) Well, right now on Patreon, look, if you're really enjoying Alabama Astronaut or our discussion about it, Toby had an interview with, uh, he talked with Abe and Farrell. I can't wait to hear it. Yeah. And uh, so they talked about some of the things here. So that's a, a more intimate look at the podcast. Were you professionally and personally fulfilled having done that?
2: It was fun. Yeah. It was <laughs> fun talking to those guys. Uh, you know, they they play very different roles in the podcast. So we, we talked about very different things. One thing that uh, isn't going to make that guy got kind of cut is Abe. had been to uh, New Hampshire once. And, uh, oh, and he was in the air force, and they landed at Pease for a yep. stopover. And he said, "Did they
5: see UFOs?"
2: No, but he said there was a group of sort of older women who had all hand knit them what they in the South call toboggans, what we would call winter hats. Ah, and gave them to all these guys. And he's like, it was really, really nice. Of course, we were headed for the desert. Like, that, our next <laughs> stop was in the
1: desert. But
2: uh, that was kind of funny. I was like, yeah, is just down the road from me. Anyway.
4: So they didn't ask you to, like, join in on tambourine or anything like that?
2: Uh, if they had, I would have had to tell them no. Yeah. I can't, yeah. Even, I can't, I can't Listen, even keep a beat you with You can <laughs> never clapping. live up
4: to what Cassie Coots did.
2: Oh, <laughs> God. That's to
3: never. Incredible. Yeah.
4: Also on Patreon, we have the latest episode of Married with Podcasts, in which Rebecca and I, a married couple, give out advice on things. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> hold on. Oh, I didn't mean to say Jesus.
3: <laughs> you can <laughs> say. It. Oh, they say Jesus a lot. They By say the Jesus way, a lot, yeah. the Coots duo album. You know, I'm like a complete atheist. There's Jesus in every freaking song, and it's my new favorite album. It's like hands, front to back. It's amazing. Oh, okay. Oh, it's amazing.
4: So in our uh, latest episode of Married with Podcast, we are asked the question, have you ever been in love with a ghost? It's not it's what not you think. Literal. No, not literal. It's about I hope not, no, no. Yeah. It's like
5: the idea of something.
4: Sort of. It's about somebody who passed on and you're haunted. When Kevin by first asked memory. me the question, have
5: you ever been in love with a ghost? I was
3: like, "No. Next question." Have you ever had <laughs> sex with a ghost? No. Next question.
5: Oh my god, Patrick Swayze no next question he's literally a ghost now pottery
3: wheel no all right uh kevin (laughs) is that it for our business section can we go ahead and announce our patreon patron saints of
4: the week this week yes our patreon patron saints are jenna weiss who and robin hauser bless you and when i say bless you you don't need to be holding snakes
3: Yes, you bless doing? you guys. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon. Thank you for listening to our silly podcast. Thank you for listening to our criticism and love for other podcasts. And of course, thank you for everybody who listens to the show and suffers through our clumsy business section. <laughs> Let's get back to the show, shall we? I'm sure. going to go ahead and play the music out right now.
0: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022.
6: Mientras crecíamos, vimos a nuestros papás siempre ordenando la casa. Now that we have our own, entendemos la importancia de mantener una casa limpia y ordenada. One that makes you proud. Por eso puedes contar con IKEA. IKEA knows that having a place for everything makes it much easier to maintain a happy home and your peace of mind. When you shop at IKEA, cada dólar rinde más. Visit your nearest IKEA store to find the best storage solutions para tu hogar.
3: Laura, so this podcast says it's not about a bunch of things. This is not a podcast about the five signs of Mark 16 or of handling snakes, drinking harmful substances or any other acts of great faith. This is a podcast about songs, songs that have never taken their rightful place on the shelves of Americana. Do you think it's not about those things or it actually is about those things?
5: I think it's totally about those things. Obviously the bigger picture here is this is about the music, which I talked about before and that it's passed down orally and that there's no recording of it, but we have this little disclaimer. It's not about religion. It's not about snake handlers. It's not about this. It's not about that. It's about Abe's journey, but actually the first half of most of these episodes is about religion is about the snake handlers is about the churches is about the background experience that is leading up to the introduction of the music. So, you know, it's giving it context. But for me, I actually found the religion and their beliefs and the history and the tradition, I found that really interesting. And I'm glad that that was included. When you first hear of like, oh, there's like these churches where they handle snakes, like there's a very natural for me as an overly dramatic person, tendency to want to sort of sensationalize that. For everybody, I think, yeah. Yeah, because that's just me. I'm like, oh my God, like snakes, I want to tell you, are my biggest phobia in the world. I cannot even look at pictures of snakes. If I see a snake outside in my garden, I will not go to that section in the garden for the remainder of the year. But I, I think in that sort of disclaimer that they give at the beginning, they in a way, sort of give permission for a much less sensational, much more authentic and much more accepting look and way of presenting the story of the people that are in these churches that are handling snakes. And the history part of it was really interesting. And, you know, when they talk about, well, these aren't songs that are, you know, or these preachers aren't classically not classically trained but you know what I mean like they say like they're not like traditionally trained and they're like they're just moved by the spirit and they're saying what comes to them or whatever but kind of like podcasters yeah kind of like us and uh but the more you listen to that then you hear them like singing songs and you know doing their like hallelujah whatever they're doing hallelujah hallelujah you realize that actually the sort of authenticity of what they're feeling and what they are praying about and their beliefs is more genuine than what you're hearing anyway in a lot of other religions where people are doing what's expected of them and not something that's as authentic as this. So that was a total, like, sideways, like, not related to the question you asked me. But that, that, you know, it's not about religion, but actually, it is because that was sort of one of my takeaways from it. Even though they say this podcast isn't about religion,
4: well, uh, that disclaimer I think was important because artistically they are trying to plant the flag and set the expectation for the listener, as you say, because it's not about serpent handling, it's not about this part of religion. It's about music, and to reinforce that that the real focus is going to be the music within these uh, places. But I feel like saying that it's not about snake handling is like saying that we're not going to talk about the wetness in the water, right? It's hard to pull that apart. I think that they do need to kind of go into that, and they do. I think they give at least the bare minimum of talking about the history, the philosophy behind it. Why are they drinking strychnine and not cyanide or what, you know whatever. They give us some of that context. I would have liked more of that, but they have made the artistic choice to lean in heavily into the music, and that's not bad because the music is pretty strong.
3: I think this is totally about religion, and I think it's great. I think they're saying it's not about religion because it's about religion and that is the fucking point. So, I think some of the strongest material in this podcast By the way, as an atheist coming out of this podcast, I have more faith in people who are real Christians than I have ever had in my adult life in listening to Abe talk about his experience post-preacher going to church with his family and being despondent in the Easter season hearing in this giant church. He has to have something to talk about, right? Because this is the season and he's like, you know, there's this young man who struggled with substances or a difficult relationship with his father. And that young man was George W. Bush. Right. <laughs> and he tells that story. and He's so despondent. And then he talks about meeting this, you know, Coots's dad, the snake handling preacher. And like and, and contrasting that experience and being like, these are people who are not trying to make money. They're not even trying to convert people. They have services for like five, 10, 15 people. And they are in like the middle of cornfields for nobody and you know they are just faithful it is so moving it like it really is so deeply moving in a way that like even i as somebody who's a complete non-believer am like very moved by just so so this is a podcast about religion like make no fucking bones about it i'm listening to a fucking gospel album right now that was made as a result of this podcast i mean toby like I'm not missing the point, Rebecca, right?
5: I want to see you rolling in the aisles. I can't well,
3: wait. Well, I'm sending you, I'm sorry. I will send you a couple of songs from this, and then you are going to buy the digital download. I'm not sending you the whole thing because I'm not a bootlegger, but you have to listen to the couple of songs that I downloaded from this album. It's great. Spirit will move you. Uh, Toby, I'm not wrong, right? This is 100% a podcast about Yeah, religion.
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, and I think that's, <laughs> I mean, they're like, this isn't a podcast about religion or sick handling or anything else. This is a podcast about music that has been... You know, it's been ignored, maybe because the people who do it are into snake handling and all this stuff. So, I mean, I think it's it's sort of half. When I talked to Abe, he's like, "I just I wanted to be clear that we weren't like advocating for this religion." Oh like, no, he yeah. wouldn't
3: even sit in front because that's where the snakes are. Right, right. So it's like <laughs> neither would <Yeah>. I. <laughs> didn't neither it would I didn't want to feel like
2: it was like proselytizing, but yeah. at the same time, you know, one of the interesting things about the podcast, I think, is so. There's a very clear sense of what's valued, right? Especially from Abe in terms of, you know, doing things for the right reasons, sincerity, authenticity, faith, all these things that he feels very strongly about. And he talks about like this piped in church music or like Christian rock music. And oh, yeah. he's like, this is not sacred. This is not whatever. And I think it's like, I haven't, listen to another podcast, I think, that has such talks this much about what is good art, what is sacred art. To me, it's like, is that reflected in the podcast and kind of what I took away in some ways from, again, the fact that it seems, you know, there's not signposting, there's repetition of things, there's whatever, is that they've stripped away some of like the artifice that goes into Making podcasts like some of the things that you kind of manipulate to make podcasts for the most part more listenable or whatever, but it is an artistic decision that it to me seems authentic to both what they talk, especially Abe talks about as being sort of what he values and then you know the the subject matter. So I I kind of felt felt like that that was interesting, and it is a question I asked Farrell, yeah, so you can hear what he has to say,
3: yeah. One of the most interesting things that really struck me is how inclusive the people at these churches were, even as they were berating visitors to the churches. They were like, "This spirit here is different tonight because we have some people here. (laughs) But let's time up. I think about the fact that they were there. And I think about the fact that like, even with the obnoxious, allegedly obnoxious, I don't want to, I mean, the fact that they wouldn't use her name and the fact that she wasn't included, it's fine or whatever. But like, I was always also, by the way, very conscious of the fact that really the only woman's voice besides the mystery narrator we hear in this podcast is Cassie Coots. We are getting one singular point of view here, which is Abe's, which is a very strong point of view. So I'm not saying I don't believe him with a National Geographic story, but it is a very singular point of view. That being said, his point of view in the story is that even this obnoxious woman was absolutely welcomed in this church. Like, they're not shutting their doors to people. They're not saying you're not welcome here. They're still, even when there's non-believers, they're showing up to be tourists for their religion. They're letting them in the door and not trying to convert them. Like, that was really interesting to me. Really interesting to me that they're not charlatans, that they're not faking it, that they're not trying to make money. Like, that stuff is super interesting. Interesting. That the guy's making art that he could be getting rich off of, no interest in selling it. Cassie Coots and her husband, no interest in making money off their music, although they clearly could. Yep. Um, so I just want to- well, Who got the $10 then? What $10? Tell oh, the $15. bucks. i am hoping they get it. <laughs> okay. But they just want to go to London and play for people. Right. Uh, that's, that's their dream. I, so I just want to talk about that episode, episode six of the podcast, where uh, Abe goes to their church and records them in their church with his professional recording equipment and then eventually sends the mixes to Nashville to get mixed and mastered. First, he goes to their house and hears them sing and hears her songs. Toby, she almost didn't show up for that recording session because she was shy because she had shit to do with her kids or whatever, right? I don't know if you've heard the album, but it's like 75% her. The fact that she almost didn't show up is astonishing to me. When you hear her open her mouth and what comes out of it, like this is an undiscovered person singing with her back to the congregation in front of like five people every week.
1: Upon the mountain that followed the Lord for days Weak from their hunger, He would not send them away A little boy had some fishes and just a few small loaves of bread. But how could so many with just so little all be fed? He held it toward heaven with hands that had not yet been nailed. It really is a magical
3: moment in audio.
2: Why did you almost not come? Well, because I
4: just, I don't know, I didn't feel like I was good enough. I just didn't feel like that I was important. go, like, okay, you
5: can go ahead. You know, you're the star. You're the
1: important one. Plus, I had been up for like two days with the baby, and I
2: was exhausted. <laughs> I think that's what Abe discovered, right, is that he went to these places, and he's like, this music is unbelievable, and they're literally just playing it for the same very, very small group of people night after night, and they talk about the assembly of these of these bands and, and he's like, well, you know, usually people are like warming up or talking about what they're going to play or whatever. And people are just kind of standing around doing nothing. And then they start playing and they're incredible and they're not trained. So it makes stuff sound different. One thing that's interesting, and this is kind of a spoiler for the after show, but those songs that are on that, that coots thing, like that's not the way they would play them in church.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like in church, they're like the wild rock and roll versions.
3: Yeah, yeah. They,
2: they wanted to put the songs forward, like the, the songwriting stuff forward.
3: So why is the podcast so bad after that episode? <laughs> that's my question. It really slides and like, and I don't want to say bad, but like that is the climax. And to me, that's where it should have ended. And then it becomes this reflection for a few episodes. I don't know if you guys finished and went beyond that, but like it's sort of, spins into this very reflective other thing about this other journalist who wrote this book. And it's like this two-parter. It's sort of, for me, kind of lost its way. Does anyone
5: agree with me on that?
4: Yeah, I think it could have ended at episode six. That was, that was a high point. Yeah, it would be a good point. It did start to sort of drag.
5: And I think that, again, going back to even the beginning episodes, I think overall... There were times that there was sort of this, like, we're going to just let this go on long because we have this tape and we have this material where I think this podcast could have benefited from a little bit tighter editing and signposting to let everybody know where you are and keep the narrative kind of in a consistent place. Yeah. It, it lost its way for me. Why do you think it was so important
3: to them to include the Dennis Covington story in the in the podcast, Toby? Did you talk to them about that?
2: Uh, you know, I didn't specifically. I've read I read the Covington book when I was doing research for my second novel, so I was familiar with it. And I think one of the things is that his book I think is the entry point for a lot of people. I think it mm-hmm. won some awards, but I think a lot of people who are interested in this go to that book. And, you know, it's a very, again, it's another very sympathetic portrait. And and I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, I think Covington actually joins this church on Sand Mountain at the end. Like, he's so moved Mm. by all this stuff. So I I think in general, you know, the true crime podcast that we do, there's like this pretty cut and dry. It's like, who did it? Or is this person really guilty or whatever? So it's like obvious, Mm -hmm. like where it's going to end, right? You come to a conclusion about this, this just kind of feels open ended to me. I do think the ending is is the weakest part of it. I think those things probably meant a lot to them. Mm. Like I think between the talking to Covington, who is probably the best known sympathetic voice about serpent handlers, and I think the stuff that Abe brought up with him, like the whole thing about the treachery, like you know, I I was concerned about the treachery of me being a journalist covering them. And Abe's like, why would you say that? It's like, well, any journalist can tell you exactly why he said it. That, like, that was the thing that people were talking about. Kevin talks about it. Like, I've talked about it on the show. It's like you're betraying your subject. You're betraying the audience. And he was, like, feeling guilty that he was going to betray these people. So I kind of felt that was a little anticlimactic. And then, of course, there's the, the, the final thing is playing with uh, Glenn Summerford at a concert in Nashville. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think the ending was the strongest part of it, but I don't think it was clear where it should end. Um, and, and so maybe six would have been better, Mm. but I I don't think, I don't think it was obvious. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, I'm not sure that they knew either. Right. I mean, that was sort of the journey here.
0: Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing.
6: Mientras crecíamos, vimos a nuestros papás siempre ordenando la casa. Now that we have our own, entendemos la importancia de mantener una casa limpia y ordenada. One that makes you proud. Por eso puedes contar con IKEA. IKEA knows that having a place for everything makes it much easier to maintain a happy home and your peace of mind. When you shop at IKEA, cada dólar rinde más. Visit your nearest IKEA store to find the best storage solutions para tu hogar.
3: All right. Let's do what we do. Let's let our listeners know, should they check out this very unusual podcast, Alabama Astronaut, unlike anything I think I've heard before. Laura Bricker, what do you think of this podcast, Alabama Astronaut? Thumbs up or thumbs down?
5: So I'm going to go thumbs up on this. And I think for me, it was too long. But here's why I'm going thumbs up on this. As I'm listening to this, I'm like, this is the most interesting premise of any podcast we have listened to in a very long time. We have this guy, ex-preacher. He's lost his way, he's leaving. He's having like a crisis of faith. He goes on this pilgrimage. And it's so interesting these places like I want to I mean, I'm terrified of snakes, so I would like never go along on this journey with him. But I was so interested in all these places he was going to. And there's some really interesting characters in this. I've recommended this podcast to friends of mine that are musicians because I think they're the people that are going to be like, oh, this is so cool. They're recording this music that's never been recorded and that has been passed down by this like oral tradition that is in danger of perhaps being lost if it's not recorded now. So I think there's a lot of interesting things like that in it. We've got the Coots family. Super interesting. There was a reference to that Alabama snake documentary that we watched a while back on HBO. But overall, I mean, I think what I liked about this was that we saw the humanity and the sincerity in the people that were part of these churches, these snake handling churches in a way that wasn't mocking them or using them as sort of this sensational thing to hold up, but actually understanding them. And that is what I thought was really interesting. And like I said, the, the thing that I didn't like about this was I felt like it was too long in parts and it lost me because there wasn't editing in, in big chunks of tape. But overall, I, I mean, it was a really interesting story that is the type of thing we have not heard before. Toby what do you think? Thumbs down for this for
3: you, yeah,
2: right? Pink thumbs down. No, I, uh, I love this podcast. It, it just feels very immediate to me. And I don't even know how to like kind of quantify it, but it seems like you're not quite at the same remove from what's going on in this podcast that you are from most podcasts, including the ones you know I make. And I think it's that kind of closeness and that sense of you're kind of going through this with them. And I think kind of the messiness, not that it's not really well put together, but some of the repetition, some of these long conversations, some of that stuff to me, that felt kind of exciting. You know, what I was listening to wasn't being like curated into this very streamlined product, but that you're kind of getting this very sort of authentic experience of what. Abe and Farrell are are going through in this quest, which I think it's just super interesting. And then I think the subject matter of it is also really interesting, the way they approach it, the respect with which they 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 show to the people, the way they tell those stories, I, I found very compelling. But I just felt different when I was listening to it. I felt a lot more, you know, I guess maybe a part of it. So anyway, it's, it's a huge up, thumbs up for me. I would just say for people... I would listen to two episodes. Like if you're interested in it, I'd give it two episodes. The first episode is a little bit different than the rest of it. Cause it's kind of set is in the forward? scene. Then in the second episode, you get a sense of what it's going to be like going forward. And and again, it's, it's, it's very different. It's probably not for everybody, but if you give it two episodes and you like it, I just think it's, it's unique in my experience. And for me, I, I just thought it was great.
3: You got the trick though, right, Toby? That the first episode, Farrell tells you he wrote the forward to Abe's book, and then you realize the first episode is the forward. Oh, is it?
2: I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah,
3: and like then it's like this is very meta. This this is the forward. The first episode is called "Forward," and he's actually doing the forward to a podcast about Abe and telling you he wrote the forward to Abe's book. I don't know. I caught it, Kevin. What do you think? Thumbs up or thumbs down for this podcast? I am. (sighs) It's conflicting, right?
4: Yeah. I'll, it's okay. Let, Just me me tell you feel. You, let me tell you what this podcast does very well. The concept is really Oh, he's building really a shit
3: sandwich right now. Oh, <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> shit, goes, <yeah. laughs> shit goes in the middle. That's right. The happy bread goes That's on right. top. Tell telling okay. you what he likes first. Okay. <laughs> the concept is, is really amazing. The whole idea of the story, it reminds me of King Kong going into the jungle and then coming back with this big unexpected prize. I didn't even know there were like, Folk songs or folk stories and things like that, that are just not, you know conventionally documented. And then to go into places like this and find something novel like that, or go out on that hunt, I think is really interesting. The music, when they finally can like strip away all of the, um, the hype inside a revival tent and you can listen to the music, and maybe the arrangement, like Toby points out, is a little more acoustic. That part is really good. I just found the podcast for me hard to listen to, Mm -hmm. hard to follow along and focus. I thought that they could have been much more ruthless with their edits, that not everything that Abe says is a pearl, and that we could just get to the stuff that's going to interest us and not interest the podcast creators. Usually, if I crap on a podcast, I kind of like wish the people that did it like, go into banking or something. I kind of like these guys, and if they did come back to New Hampshire, I would knit them a toboggan to wear on their heads <laughs> and maybe go out for, uh, you know, a Diet Coke. A cocoa? Uh, yeah, you know, whatever. Uh, they can keep the old yeller or whatever the name of that snake was. They can keep it at home. <laughs> but I just, I know I'm just struggling because there are other things where I'll say, like, I'll give something to Thumb Sideways just because the journalism was a good effort, right? Right.
5: right. Say if it just. To I, be honest
4: I'm, I got to go thumbs down
5: Kevin thumbs down Kevin I I almost I almost yeah. went thumbs down Kevin except for the fact you that went it was thumbs a up things. Why didn't
4: you go sideways Laura you I was because so there, surprised when you went Because there are parts
5: up. of it that aren't in, are yeah. interesting yeah. Yeah. Well so so, I should have gone I should have gone thumbs sideways mild thumbs up because I agree with you because it was str- it was a struggle for me to, to listen I'm to a lot of this but I'm thumbs down I was this so, week I'm an asshole Okay wait well because I was so caught up with the unique
3: story Okay so here's where I am Two days ago, I was a thumbs down on this podcast. Then I thought about it some more and I started talking about it. And now I'm a thumbs up on this podcast. Then I was like eh, sideways a little bit up. And then I got the album. And now I'm a thumbs up on this podcast.
5: Okay. What's the album? I'm um, it's called
3: the Coots Duo. And you can get it at the Alabama astronaut website because I cannot fucking give a thumbs down to a podcast that produced this piece of art as a result of this podcast. The album is extraordinarily good. Um so I agree with what Kevin said that it sounds like everything that Toby you actually said a, a thing that like you can tell a lot of the things in this podcast meant a lot to them to Abe and to Farrell great for them not great for me as a listener <laughs> really not because yeah it meant a lot to them and it was great for me the first time and the second time but the third time fourth time fifth time great. Like just pair it, pair it way down. Like guys, like I love you both. You're wonderful. But like, I think Farrell is very entertained by hearing Abe tell the same stories again and again and again. And I think, you know, that's like their relationship. It's not the relationship I want to have with Abe as somebody who's telling me stories the first time I get to know him. That being said, this podcast, when I first started listening to it, episodes one, two, three, I'm like, this thing is so special I came home Kevin I told you I was Mm -hmm. like I love this it is so special I love it so much I was so into it I loved it episode four I'm like all right I'm starting to get a little bit this is getting to be a lot episode five I hated episode six I was like this is one of the best episodes of any podcast I've ever heard so I was like yeah episode seven I hated episodes eight and nine I they were almost unlistenable for me So it was a very, very, very difficult experience for me. Yeah. That being said, I have told a million people to listen to this podcast. The album is so special. And the parts of this podcast that are special are so unbelievably special. I have to give it a thumbs up. It's really special, even though it made me fucking crazy. All right. That's going to do it for us. But before we go, Laura Bricker, do we have a cat
5: of the week this week? We have a happy birthday dog of the week. Yay, Yay, dog. Fantastic. Yes, and this dog, let me tell you, has the best birthday photo of any dog I've seen lately, actually maybe ever, and it's an old gray-nosed little black dog. This dog comes from Lexi. It is Maya Papaya, Mm. who just celebrated her 15th birthday. She's a super sassy basset hound Spaniel mix from South Carolina. Made her way to California in my car, not by walking. She celebrated with a pumpkin and banana cake, a treat-filled pinata, and lots of photos. We don't have Gabriel Iglesias's one hundred thousand dollar budget, but she still had the best day. And Lexi, your dog is amazing. I love your dogs. And the pictures, I can't even. I can't even. I've never been a to tie. a dog's
4: quinceanera, so.
5: Well, it has a tutu. It has a little tutu. It has a little like pin. I mean, it's it's this. I want a birthday party put on Wait, the, these did dogs. Did they daughters. throw quinceanera for the
3: dog? Yeah. Yeah, yes. look at that. Oh my God. We're throwing one of these
5: for Stuart when he turns 15. No. Yeah, look at that. Stuart needs a bow tie.
3: Obviously, Laura Bricker, if folks want to uh, submit any kind of animal to be cat of the week, they can email us at crimewriterson at gmail.com. But if they want to find you on social media, how can they find you there? They can find me
5: on Twitter at Laura Bricker.
3: And Tony Ball, folks want to reach out to you to continue the conversation about Alabama astronaut which, by the way, I'm willing to have too. How can they find you on social media? I could
2: have seriously talked about this for like a couple of hours, just monologuing.
4: Um, you can find me at, <laughs> like they did. Yeah, well, yeah,
2: you know, I'm trying to be true to the uh, true to the art. Uh, at on I think somebody
4: started his top ten list for 2023. It's
2: going be you, another Kevin one of Flynn? those things where I it's my number one, and then Kevin gave it a thumbs down, just like uh, two years ago. <laughs>
4: I
3: love it. I love Cosby. it. Yeah. this is this is your glass onion, Toby. Yeah. What about you, Kevin Flynn? I'm at Kevin P. Flynn. And if you want to follow me on Twitter or Instagram and see how much I continue to like Alabama astronaut more as time goes on, uh, you can find me at Reb Lavoie. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Crime Writers on, and please join our incredible community and our official. Crime Writers on Facebook discussion group Just go to our regular old Facebook page Join the group, we'll probably let you in Support the show at patreon.com Partners in Crime Media You'll get the Crime Writers on After Show, Married with Podcast Lara Bricker's Leave it to Bricker Podcast And Toby Ball's Deep Dive Book Club Podcasts. Our theme song was composed and performed By the incredibly talented Ty Gibbons Our line editor is the wonderful Olivia Burdett The executive producer of this program Is Kevin Flynn This show was recorded in the Treehouse Yoga Studio above the Mockingbird Cafe in Bay St. Louis, Mississippi, studio, otherwise known as Studio C, The Closet, in our New Hampshire basement where we're planning our musical journey through Hartford and New Haven as Connecticut Cosmonauts. On behalf of all the crime writers, thanks so much for listening. We will catch you later. Later. What's your favorite song on the album, Rebecca? Track three. Actually, they're all very good. Tracks one and three. Every song featuring Cassie is fantastic, and she's on 75% of it. It's fan-fucking-tastic. We're
4: criticizing a podcast for going on and on and on.
3: I'm sorry. I just went it's on a
4: and a, on. You just went on and on,
3: yeah. Don't play it now, Laura. We can hear you. We can hear you. You're not invisible. For God's sakes, it's a podcast. Yeah, I know. It's a very weird podcast. It is divisive. See, when like, you go on and on, you
4: lose Laura's attention.
3: Anyway.
5: I start buying albums and listening to them. <laughs>